Hello, hello. Hello. Good evening, my dear. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Welcome to the show this evening. Thanks for having me. This will be fun. It will be. It'll be a good time. <laughs> so, boys and girls, welcome to the Witching Hour. I'm your host, John Royce. And with me, the legendary, the queen of the tacos, the queen of the footlongs, <laughs> good friend, the one and only Miss Sarah Gregory. Hey, I'm sure everyone's going to have questions about the footlongs. Well, you know, <laughs> that's why we're here to answer all of them ever so honestly and so truthfully. <laughs> So Sarah is here tonight to join me. We are going to be talking about the 2019 film, We Summon the Darkness. Yeah. <laughs> so Sarah and I each actually just got done separately, coincidentally, re-watching the film for what was my second time. Let's Sarah, go. this was your... This is your second go at it as well, I believe. Actually, it's my was my third. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um. All right. So let, let's give those who have not, um, who have not seen it yet, we'll, we'll give them a quick synopsis. Uh, it is a 2019 release. Mm -hmm. I was surprised to actually find out that it was on Netflix already. Same, same. Since it was like, I think it was released back in what April. Um. But then it was put on, what, Netflix, I think, uh, last month. Was it last month? Yeah, I believe so. I think it was August. But I know it's from the, um, it's from Mark Myers, who did uh, My Friend Dahmer, I think it was. Yes, yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, yes, you are correct about that. Now, the film stars, uh, I keep forgetting her name. Um, Alexandra Dario. Right, who most of you probably know from uh, most recent in horror, <clears throat> excuse me, in the horror genre was from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D. Yeah. Uh, she played a star in that film, and she was also in, uh, what was that, Percy, one of the Percy Jackson films, I believe. I've got a house full of kids, so yeah, I had to watch some <laughs> of that stuff over the years. wasn't half bad, but that's actually where I first saw her picked up and, and found out yes and and realized who she was um it also co-stars small part uh you see once or twice throughout the film and then not again till the very end of the film no spoilers trying not to anyway <laughs> um the one and only the lovely johnny knoxville i was really surprised with him in it in all honesty yeah um <sighs> All right, so here's my early, you're already going to get a glimpse of my early review. I was kind of figuring that he owed someone a favor. Mm -hmm. But in this film, his part was very small. He didn't do a bad job. Uh, it just kind of felt like he was just kind of having to be there as opposed to more wanting to be. Oh, yeah, like he was just paid to just randomly appear here and there exactly yeah i mean it was it's different you know seeing him though in that light like trying to take him seriously yeah and you know he's he's not a bad actor i mean i have seen him do other small i don't want to say well i want to say a little bit more serious roles than from what you know most people would recognize him from with the jackass series and other small parts and comedies that he's done um 
but uh, so anyhow, I, I apologize. I kind of want to want to stray there. So the story takes place in in the rockin' rockin' state of Indiana back in I believe they said it was 1988. 88, yeah. Okay. Well, for those of you old enough now, Sarah, I know you were <laughs> almost a thought. <laughs> yeah, you were you were you were an yeah, you were just a thought. But okay, so in 1988, I was in my sophomore year, junior year of high school, um, trying to grow the hair out. I <laughs> love heavy metal. Heavy metal was at its peak as far as controversy goes. Um, if you were a heavy metal band, you automatically worship the devil and, you know, backwards lyrics and subliminal messages and pentagrams and all that was great, you know, and so... At any rate, you've got uh, you've got three young ladies who are on their way to go see a show. Um, actually, going to see King Diamond. His name is never mentioned. The band is never actually shown. You do see a couple musicians up on stage. You never do see King Diamond, but that is the music that is playing. That was actually a huge highlight for me to start a movie off with, <laughs> right. having listened to him and grown up with him. Uh, but we. We find our three starlets are um, at the show and they hook up with a couple wannabe long hairs, couple headbangers, and they decide to party with and party after the show with them back at, uh, at what's her name's supposedly her dad's house, I believe. Uh, yeah, it's Alexis. But you know what's right. great though, before they even went to the show, they already saw those three when they ended up um throwing that drink on their car throwing a milkshake yes. passing them on the highway you're right that's and right it actually kind of reminded me for some reason just like any typical like uh 80s horror would be um for some reason it had like a te- like texas chainsaw like vibes oh most definitely and if they had actually if they had wrecked <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere and gotten picked up by these, you know, guys that just happen to have been, you know, saying, oh, sure, we're on the same, same, going to the same place as you are and hitching a ride, so to speak. It would have been a little bit too stereotypical, but they did actually get there on their own. And I appreciate you filling me in with that. Um, I'm trying not to miss anything on the way up there, but I always mm-hmm. try not to give too much of it That's away. away. Yeah. Um, you know, so they, they get hooked up. The six of them are buddying and, you know, they're kind of getting to know each other still doing a little parking lot party at the tailgate. And, um, you know, they're all talking about their first concerts and, and so forth and so on and making fun of each other and picking on each other as whatever, as everyone does. Uh, they get back to the house. It's vacant. Nice house. They start boozing it up around a campfire out back. And you start picking up on little bits of discussion that the girls don't seem to be too pervy to as far as uh, all the guys are talking about heavy metal trivia, you know, mm-hmm. about up, updates on bands and this guitarist and that, whatever. And the girls just kind of draw blanks. And it's at that point you kind of pick up like, well, if these three are who they say they are, then I don't know, you would seem to think that they would know a little bit more about the scene that they are quote unquote a big part of right uh, yeah, no, I agree except, with that. 
Yeah, and so they start doing a, a one of those drinking trivia games, and turns out that the girls had actually um, drugged the drinks that they had made for the guys. And uh, so that's where the actual story begins. Yeah, um, as far as that goes, I feel like, uh, like it all picked up quickly in the beginning, but then towards like the, I would say middle and then the end, I feel like it kind of dragged on a little bit. Quite a little bit, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was like fine the way it was going, and then it just kind of seemed like it would never end. Right. No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And even at the beginning, I was like, all right, I'm enjoying the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. The music and the leather and the I was just gonna jacket. say the music, yeah. Yeah, of course. So I'm like, all right, let's see where this goes. You know, it, you got a couple attractive young girls as you always do. They meet up with a couple guys, and you're thinking automatically these guys are gonna take them back to the house. They're going to take advantage of the three young helpless ladies. And because on the way there, one thing that you should one thing that the listeners need to know if you have not seen the movie yet is that on the radio, as well as in the gas station that they stop at, um, you do see Johnny Knoxville on TV. He is a TV evangelist preaching about heavy metal music and the downfalls and demise of it with Satan. Now, on the radio, the girls also tuned in and were listening to a news brief about two bodies that had been found murdered, with um, all sorts of satanic paraphernalia around the bodies. Key little thing to know about that, or to keep that in the back of your mind. So it kind of leads you to believe that these guys, obviously, well, they heard about it on the radio. They met with a couple guys. They're going to go back party with them. Well, let me guess. These guys are all of a sudden, they're going to, you know, their heads are going to spin around. Horns are going to come out of their foreheads, and they're going to be the devil themselves. <laughs> yeah. Well, kind of, but just not with the guys. No, the roles reversed. Exactly. Which I kind of enjoyed and appreciated. Except I did for, too. You know, I, I'm watching it, and it's not that it was filmed badly, mm-hmm. but it just made it feel like, at first, it felt like I was watching an old after-school special. And then once they got back to the house it kind of made me feel like I was watching a nighttime soap opera. I can see that. That's why it took me a couple times to watch it. Cause I'm not going to lie. But the first time I actually fell asleep in the middle of it. And then, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I wanted on to purpose really, or accidentally. Um, I mean, both. Um, okay. but I, I was enjoying it and then I crashed out and I'm like, no, I'm going to give it another go. And then I gave it a second go and I'm just like, Hmm especially like where it got to that part where I already fell asleep. And right. then I watched it actually like literally right before um, we're doing the show now. And so I made it like all the way through again. <laughs> and um, now I can see why I fell asleep in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. I can't really put my finger on what it is that it's missing or lacking. Um, so th- this really isn't a spoiler, but um, so For those of you that have been following what we've been discussing, the girls drug the guys with, you know, put lace their drinks. They passed out. They come to and they have been stripped down to, I believe, their their pants, underwear, whatever. 
and tied to chairs in a room in the house. And there is pentagrams and Satan and black candles and all this other shit decorated everywhere in this room. The girls are all holding knives and so forth, bright eyed and huge smiles. And so it's one thing. Adorable. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was very, <laughs> it was very inviting. Yeah. And, they're adorable. You know, of course, you know, you get the, the normal struggle, the yelling, well, you bitch, you can't do this. Well, yes, you can. And she does. And so you find out that they are real and that these girls are actually killers. Um, well, of course, in that group, though, too, you have the one that was like kind of uncertain. Right, um, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. And she had been kind of brought into the group of of the girls from the other two. And uh, yeah, you could tell she was, I don't want to say leery, but she was kind of hesitant. The, the soft-spoken one, yeah, a little bit more uh, laid back. I don't want to say laid back, but a, a little bit more, eh, I don't know, just hesitant even to answer and talk sometimes. Yeah, like she was more... Um... Oh, like kind of just going along with the ride. Um, exactly. Yeah. She was just being more like influenced by um, you Alexis. Tell she was definitely the follower of the three. Yeah. She's definitely was, you know, is not a leader. Right. Um, so the movie goes on. The struggle continues. One of the guys is killed. Um, stepmother actually shows up at the house a cop is called to the scene again i don't want to give anything away but things just kind of happen too easily to me um, oh yeah it again, went really quick like everything just kind of turned like in an instant with everyone yeah, it, showing up yeah right and it wasn't really in this huge chaotic sense of like oh my god and holy shit it was just kind of it was just so sporadic and random the way things happened. It just didn't keep you. Maybe that's what the problem was. Like, I mean, it happened so fast. Um, there was no I mean, dramatic... sometimes it can work, though, depending on the movie. I feel like, you know, like with certain events that like just keep going in like a like a circle. But for some reason, I feel like this all happening all at once just didn't work for this movie. Right. Yeah, there was just no real big dramatic buildup. You never really felt sympathetic for the victims. You right. never really felt anything for the girls themselves. Uh, now, even after the chaos, I'm going to use that term lightly, even as the chaos <laughs> continues and the girls plan to kill, um, which is, I will admit, uh, until partial spoiler i guess is that they are actually religious fanatics they are killing for god and like i mentioned in the in the beginning you know heavy metal is the work of satan so these got these these young sweet innocent little ladies are actually killing in the name of god right so yeah. <laughs> uh it just i don't know entertainment value well Christ, Sarah, you fell asleep in the damn movie. Um, <laughs> sure did. <laughs> I wanted to like it a lot more than I did. And I do remember when it was out, 
seeing about two commercials for it. The first one, I was kind of like, wait, what? And then the second one, it actually showed a little bit more. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. And then it was gone completely out of my mind, forgotten about it. Uh, a friend of mine from Florida, good, good metal buddy of mine, uh, my brother Tommy, actually told me, dude, you got to check out this movie. Because he was about 15 minutes into it where he had just watched the concert and he heard King Diamond playing. Mm -hmm. So he instantly text messaged me and I was like, shit, why not? I got nothing else to do. I recognized the movie, went ahead and popped it in and got to that part and was like, yeah. And then, like I said, from now or from there on, it just, I don't know, it just doesn't keep you. It's, it doesn't. And it's funny because like, like you said, when it like kind of slipped your mind, the only time I just remember this movie is when you brought it up to do this review. Because um, <laughs> other than that, I was trying to get it out of my mind. No, it was because um, there's nothing really lately to like watch or like stream. And I checked out Netflix, which I normally haven't in like in a while. And mm -hmm. I saw it on there and I'm like, oh, this kind of looks, you know, um, something that'd be up my alley. So when I started right. watching it and then I'm just like, hmm, you know, like I just didn't know what was missing in there. Um, I mean, yeah. Dare I say that it was almost borderline kind of boring? Oh, no, it, it was. Um, okay. But then I just felt like it was um, just like any other movie that you can throw together, like any kind of horror movie. You just like add it all in. Like, I feel like it kind of had like a rob zombie vibe too um yeah just all that yeah. mad chaos like in an the instant except for some reason chaos works for him so exactly and you know i mean you brought up a really good point it you know if you were to have and i don't care what anybody's going to say about this love him or hate him if rob had his hands in something like this i think he could have done wonders with it oh i think so too i really do because you know, I almost want to throw this back. If you remember the movie Trick or Treat. Yes, old, love it. The old Trick or Treat with Ozzy and Gene Simmons and. Yep. Yeah. Sammy Carr. You know, I mean, I love that movie. And this could have been on that same level. And, you know, Trick or Treat was what, 80. Shit. What's to say? What's to say 88 for just for the sake of shits and grins? The same time frame that this movie, you know, is supposed to have taken place, and it just it could have been so much better. Like I said, the acting wasn't bad. Oh no, the acting wasn't bad. It was just I don't know because I mean I think they all did like really well acting. Um, it was actually one of the producers of the film too. Yeah, it's I just don't really know what was missing. <laughs> like it's so hard to like pinpoint it. So if anyone who's listening can figure that out, I would love to know. <laughs> and I mean, I don't remember. I mean, it was so non-memorable. I don't even recall if there was any score, if there was any background music, even you know, in in big dramatic scenes and climaxes i don't even recall there's a couple um oh man uh there was a couple i know during some of the um i don't really want to like totally give it all away but you know as they're like kind of attacking 
their mm-hmm. victims. I know that there was a couple, but other than that, there was like no major like scores. Right. Okay. Well, your memory is definitely better than mine <laughs> because you know I'm I'm a hundred years old and you're what ten. Yeah, pretty much. Ten. Right. Right. I'll be eleven. Yeah. You know, soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. I don't know. I, I don't want to tear the movie apart because it's not like it was bad. Right. Oh, it was um Belinda Carlisle. That's what it was. Heaven's the place on earth. That kept actually reoccurring. <laughs> I told you I would know. <laughs> I told you I would know. They, right. um, but no, right. that was you the are. song that was like reoccurring. I That's think it right. was towards the, it was like in the middle. I think it was um as the stepmom showed. And then I think it was like kind of towards the end. It tied in with with knoxville yes yeah right right i believe it was actually if i remember correctly i want to say it has to do with him as the credits actually get ready to, to start rolling at the end of the movie yes yep right yep Just they play, because it played too with the stepmom and then yeah as soon as it was going to the end but yeah other than that there was really no major like no major like score to it so yeah so i feel like it was kind of lacking like i mean other than the beginning when you know like you said when they were playing like the heavy metal music and you can definitely tell obviously that they were going to a concert but other than that right it didn't seem to be like any kind of like dramatic pause yeah you know i mean there there just there was no sense of suspense basically okay uh so i i did mention guys were tied up duct taped whatever it was to these chairs the one guy does get killed and uh the other two guys do manage to get free as of course they would and did if not there would be no further in the movie they just told them and be done with <laughs> it should just end but, up there <laughs> yeah. so basically it just kind of turns into a giant almost like slumber party because the guys have themselves cornered into a pantry if you will and the girls are just kind of la 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 la, yelling and screaming and trying to bang on the door to get the guys to come out and torment them a little bit. And that's really like kind of it. Maybe you know, that's I mean, what it is. Is like you're always so used to seeing girls as victims and guys always coming up with that clever like, how do I torture them? And now that the roles were reversed, it just didn't seem like they gave them much to do. Like, you know, they kind of started some of their, like, torture, but then it kind of just, like, was dry from there, and then they ended up being, like, victims towards the end. True, true. And, uh, I mean, if they had made the girls be a little bit more psycho, even though I know they're supposed to be religious. Right. um, You know, it just, there's only so much that you can do because you can't really give it a home invasion feeling, you know, where the girls are literally trying to, torment and torture which they are but it's kind of like you know that happy medium because as i mentioned before with them trying to stay into their metalhead persona of character you know when they lose and they forget about certain questions with trivia and stuff like that you know they're also trying to be in a role but it's hard i don't know i'm i'm it just seemed hard for them to actually go into killer mode 
serial killer mode because they are religious. Yeah, it's like they, it's kind of like they seem like they've obviously never done that before, even though that's right. like kind of where they stem from. Right. Um, exactly. But it's like she's just trying to, you know, be in her like father's footsteps. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. Do I recommend it for people to watch? Uh-huh. If you got nothing to do, pretty much, you know, I mean, it, it's worth a watch. It's entertaining, entertaining, excuse me. I'm sure you're going to find it in the five hour bin at Walmart if it's not there already. Oh, definitely. If not the dollar store. Yeah, I was going to say Dollar Tree has been packing them in with some great finds lately. Right. But if you, if you pay over regular retail price for this movie on DVD, you are an idiot. I will stab That's- them personally. And she will. I, yes. I have seen people, I've, I've seen people run from Sarah before. Okay. And it ain't pretty. If nope. Sarah had been in this movie, dude. It, it would have been an, it, incredible. It'd be a you know, slaughterhouse. <laughs> <laughs> All while eating a bucket of, of you know, of wings. It would yep. have been great. 50. Finger 50. licking good. Oh yes. my God, that would be hysterical. <laughs> Just you know, eating them as so. you're stabbing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, I agree though with the um recommending it do i i would i would recommend it especially since there really hasn't been anything to watch um True. like i said it has a great concept it has a great concept it just kind of loses you um it does lose you and yeah. and i'm not one for big overly dramatic action films and you know the stereotypical excuse me but idiot female running across the yard <laughs> in high heels that trips when the killer is right behind her you know, I do well, I like that's the role. classic. <laughs> well, it is, it is, but it's like running up stairs. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoy that they turn the tables. I do. Um, I don't think there are, are nearly enough female killers in movies. Um, and let's face it, man, there, there are, and there is definitely reason to have more of them, and there have been. And they have been great movies. A lot of really good punches. The graphics in this movie, special effects and the gore are, eh. I don't know. Like I said, it just, if it wasn't for, I think, some profanity, it probably could have been a PG-13 movie. I think I might have lost Sarah somewhere. Sarah, did I lose you? All right. Well, we got halfway through our discussion. And just like with the movie, sounded like she fell asleep again. That's Sarah. Anyhow, take it with a grain of salt. These are just our opinions. We got one thumbs up and we got one that's not so thumbs up. But at the same time, that's what we're here. Our movie opinions, the movie is We Summon the Darkness. Check it out. It is on Netflix. It is worth a watch. It does have a slight entertaining value to it. Hope we didn't give too much of it away. We also hope that you enjoyed our conversation. Hope that you'll check back. Let everybody else know about our pod show. I am John. This is The Witching Hour. Check us out here on Anchor. We're also on Spotify. Look for our social media pages on Twitter. 
Facebook and Instagram. Appreciate your time. We'll talk to you guys soon. Keep it evil.